1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 220 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. Yeah, the the, the Wolf 77 Club. On Facebook and Instagram. Sorry, I forgot how to do it. At 77, Club. <laughs> At 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. Please rate us five stars on Spotify and subscribe to us on YouTube. Because you look at the analytics, right? It's weird on YouTube. It says like 50% subscribers watch, 50% non-subscribers watch. Mm. Like a lot of people just don't bother clicking subscribe. So please do that if you can. And um, hello to all of our older demographic audience. Uh, we, we, we've found a gap in the market. So uh, we'll, we'll play the national anthem when we finish. Uh, back to the glory days. Uh, Jack Williams is here. Hi, everybody. And um, Harry, we start with uh, a defeat to Leeds in March with players getting sent off. You could have been mistaken. It was last year, and I think it actually was to the day since... Um, we were saying last week, weren't we, that it was probably the time where the rot started to creep in for Bruno Large. Um, Leeds move out of the relegation zone. Squeaky bum time for Wolves again. Jack was saying it wasn't quite a must-win last week. Um, you said it was. We didn't. And I also said I was really 
feeling bad about the game and wasn't my gut feeling bloody right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, we're like broken records, mate. Again, I don't want to go into detail, but the, the starting lineup was wrong again. He got it wrong again, he did. Pedent should be nowhere near the starting liner. Um, Johnny had the weirdest game I've ever seen. He was rubbish, but then he scored an absolute worldie, which <laughs> I'm sure we'll, we'll get on to. But very poor performance. A performance where it felt like Bruno Large could have been stood in the dugout for me, where he was <laughs> a bit all over the shop in terms of sub- the substitutions. Obviously, he always makes a lot, but I couldn't tell you what was going on with the formation. Lamina ended up at centre-back at, in the end. And yeah, there was no wit the first half. It was just... We didn't turn up. I think we kind of thought we'd roll Leeds over. I think the, the the fans thought that. Again, for me, atmosphere rubbish. Leeds were up for it. But very strangely for me, which I actually said on my post-match video I did, I thought Leeds were crap as well. But we still conceded four goals. It was two really bad defences. And it was a six-pointer for me. And we are really, really in big trouble now. I've been very confident since Lopetegui's coming that we will survive. My 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 confidence in that... Is starting to fall away a bit now. It is. But a big game coming up, obviously, which we'll preview next podcast against Forest. But um, you've got to be worried after that because Leeds are rubbish and we conceded four goals against them. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's a fair assessment, isn't it, Jack? We were talking last week. I sort of said that maybe was being hypercritical about Lovatagi maybe not getting the starting 11 right all the time. It's another game that goes by and we go, okay, yeah, he's made five substitutions again. He brought in Joe Gomez um, and I thought, maybe last week that he was going to get a shout he did um but what, what's your assessment because there's a lot to unpick there um yeah it's it's a difficult one and i i'm in the same place as harry really if he'd asked me probably even three weeks ago would we stay up i'd be like yeah comfortable just look at the table compared to when lopetegui came in to compared to you know where ray brought us up to the dizzy heights of 13th in recent weeks but the problem is, the last two weeks especially, is that the teams below us and around us have picked up points and, and we haven't. We've looked vulnerable. And just from 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 top to bottom, really, something's just not quite right. And we've praised Lopetegui a lot for the way his substitutions have come on and changed games, but he's not been getting his team selection correct, has he? And it, it's been showing. And if you think back to some of the performances we have had where we've been really good, like players like Eight Nori are playing on the left and... And he couldn't even get in the in the squad, could he, on Saturday? So it's it's just a little bit sort of all over the place. Um, but it, it it was one of those real down to earth moments on Saturday, I think, because there's no excuses for conceding four goals to that Leeds team at home. I agree with Harry. Like I'm not being bitter here because I think we always come out if we're well beaten, like we have been in the past against teams like Brighton or Burnley. We say, yeah, better team, definitely one smashed us. But I, I don't think they were that good either. And that's the really bad thing. If you're letting in four goals at home against a team that you don't think that is that good, then that that is really worrying. And defensively, we're just all over the place. You can point to the referee again, but I think we're scapegoating a little bit because ultimately every goal, if you, you look at from, from one to four, there's individual errors that have cost us. Samedo and Johnny for the first goal, don't know what they were doing. Um it was the second goal. Okay. Gomez lost his man. Gomez lost his man completely. I know he's brought into the starting lineup, but what, what was he doing? Just that's the easiest he- header you'll ever had. Johnny for the for the third goal, and then I don't care what you say about Adama, whether it's a foul or not. But you've got to play to the whistle in that circumstance mm-hmm. because even in that stupid situation where we've gone down to to ten men and we're chasing the game because we were playing that Leeds team, I thought we had a chance of actually scoring. We created chances the whole game. Just we get into these good positions and we're just so wasteful. 
Our decision-making was terrible. I don't think Jimenez is ever going to score a goal ever again, the way it's going, because he had some, some great chances. And the players you called out, just Harry as well, like Johnny and Podence. It's just, I, I just don't, don't know what's going on, really. Adama, I know we just said there he's played the whistle, but he looked like our oh, best threat when he came on, didn't he? Really, again, but I, I from right back, back from right now because from right back, <laughs> it's just it's just so all over the place, and we just need a little bit of stability, I think, now because it's getting a little bit erratic, and we don't want to be dragged into this sort of this sort of battle because it, it's a bit all over the place and a bit erratic, and that's exactly what you don't want in a relegation battle. You can't be scrappy because you end up dropping points at, at home in games that you should have won, and it's happened now against Leeds, it's happened against Bournemouth, and we just haven't been ourselves lately, and this game against Forest is actually massive now coming up the, like, after the international break, but there's lots to talk about, so I'll let someone else talk for a minute. Well, we're talking about big games. I mean, Jonathan in the comments um, says, when was the last time we won a big game? Struggling to think even back in the Nuno days. Harry's been a little bit sarcastic with his comeback because he's put Liverpool at home. I think what Jonathan <laughs> might mean is when have we won a, a you know, thinking of um, games where we've got scalps against teams in and around us. And under Nuno, we didn't really do that. What we did was we went and beat Man City away or we went and beat United, uh, drew at Old Trafford or, or whatever. And they, those were what pushed us up to seventh place. But, Really, Harry, I, I, you know, I'm struggling to to think. We have Hampton the other week, two one away, and everyone. You know, we yeah, fair. Not, yeah, no, fair. You know, fair. I know we lost yeah. to Bournemouth, beat West Ham at home, which was huge at the time. Beat Forest at home earlier on the season, so we have won games against yeah. teams in and around us. But just back on the game, the, the repeating a bit of what Jack said, that Gomez has been getting a lot of praise. Shao Gomez, people have been really praising him, but for that for that second goal, it was absolutely criminal the way he left Aileen like that, and Aileen. He was the only bloke stood there in, in about a five metre radius round him. I couldn't believe it. And the last time he scored, wasn't it, was against us in the free shoot <laughs> defeat under Bruno Lara. So that's mental. Um, the, uh, Johnny, as I've already mentioned, just what the hell was he doing on that third goal? He flicks the header away. I think, go on then. And then he's like, I don't know, he's trying to shield it, but his knees, you can tell his knees are like, he just, he's just lethargic. He used to be such a quick, low centre of gravity, strong, player he's got to be done eight nor he should have been playing over him anyway i'm glad he's been sent off i'm glad he got that red card you might sound bad but a one eight nor back in mm-hmm. a horrendous and yes adama traore unbelievable from right back he come on i thought we were going to equalize before johnny got sent off i really did but to get pulled back fair enough it's a foul but to stand there and strop like a baby and not chase back to stop lead scoring you've got to do it it's criminal and yes, it should have been overturned by VAR, but I think the referee put two fingers up to us and said, Sodja, you're all crying on the sidelines. Nunes had that altercation with the linesman, which obviously weren't as bad as he thought. And we again, we'll probably get on to referees and how bad we have it. But Adama Traore, carry on and play to the whistle, man. Well, talking about the referee, Jack, I mean, wasn't it the first game where a referee had gone to the monitor and, and not changed his decision? Not the, not the first time ever. I think it's the first time Second it's happened time. to us. Um, yeah, so it, it it's very rare, isn't it, really? And again, I, I, I don't know how much you want to dissect the referee. I suppose we have to a little bit because it, it was all over the place again. And a lot of people point to the penalty shout in the first half on Samada. But GG, it wasn't a pen. I, I, I don't think it was in real time. I didn't think it was in real time. It's one that, I think I said this in the group, but I've been very annoyed if it was against us. However, based on the current standards, and it, it just always goes back to asking yourself if this was Liverpool or Man United would they have looked at that and I think the answer is yes they would have and they, but they didn't for us they waved it on and then to go back and look at some of the the, the other things I mean you, you can also say we can it, it, 
there's a few other decisions which, you know, could have been a bit worse. I mean, Dawson but, tackle wasn't sorry, great. Did they not but, check the Snyder penalty? I'm sure I thought they checked it and then they're still... They didn't go to the monitor. No. Did they not? Or did, no. did VAR not have a look at it, though? I think VAR did it, but they didn't They didn't intend it to go to the yeah. monitor, yeah. So, like you at the time, obviously, I'm in the stand, whatever, I thought... Mm. I was a bit like 50-50 at the time. Watching it back, I think I saw it at half-time on the, on the screen. Um... I thought it wasn't. I thought the player got the ball. Yeah, he got a bit of tomato, but for me, I didn't mind that one. And I think because of what happened at Newcastle with Raul, I think a lot of Wolves fans and Lopetegui's judgments was clouded on that because we feel so hard done to, rightly so. Yeah. I feel like we scream, we've got to have that, like give us one like that, we deserve it type thing. But then we do get shafted later on with the uh, Adama one. So it's weird because we are, which rightly so, like our whole fan base and Lopetegui and the coaching staff and the players on the bench, we do feel like the world's against us with the officials, don't we? And I've, I've, I've listened to other podcasts. I've, li- I've seen what people are saying on Twitter. I really agree that I think referees now just look at walls and think, maybe they're not doing it on purpose, but psychologically, they're probably thinking, F you. Yeah, we've made a few mistakes, but if you're going to keep protesting like this and putting us out there and like criticising us, which they, they rightly should be criticised, they're probably going to just not give us the, the close decisions or even I- ones that are slightly for us. And even if they do have that level of unconscious bias, then you're not helping yourself. You don't want Wolves to come out and have a go at you. You're not helping yourself by then looking at the monitor and not giving a shirt pull and then sending off a player when the linesman's stepped into the back of them. And like, that's just adding fuel to the fire because that's just all over the place, isn't it? Really? He lost control I mean, of the ref. Yeah. He did, he did lose, lose control. And, and when you're, you're sending off players on the bench straight reds for violent conduct without actually being sure, I mean, like, where does VAR come in then? That's a game-changing moment busy off the pitch they can't do anything about it I just I think it was just a case of let's just get these next few minutes out of the way and we can all go home sort of thing because it's turning into a, a bit of a mess but um, I, I mean sorry sorry on. just to flip it also I think why Dawson got took off can you remember his tackle but, I, thought yeah, Dawson, yeah. I thought Dawson was going to get sent off for his tackle on the edge of the box I, so I can see why he got subbed off because he got did he get booked as well before that off again? Well, no, yeah, he 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 got booked for it. It, it wasn't a great tackle. I think a straight red might have been harsh. Johnny's was a straight red all day long. He can't mind about that. He was just stupid to get himself in that situation. But you could see what was happening. The reason Dawson got sent off was as soon as he was on that yellow, Banford was all over him all the time, just falling off. Like he was trying to get him booked again. Basically, they were targeting him because they knew he was on a yellow. So they were like pulling each other's shirts and throwing themselves to the floor. So I think it made sense to take him off. And, you know, Collins is, is a good deputy, but, um, you know, it didn't. I don't think it helped us overall because he's such a good leader. But if he stayed on that pitch, Leeds would do all they could to get him sent off, uh, to be honest. Um, and, yeah, we touched on it then, but Johnny Redcar, I don't know what he's doing because we're in a situation where his goal really has got us back into that game out of nowhere where he looked dead at merit. <laughs> And he's just dived in like that stupidly with a crap touch and just, you know, it, that was a really, really bad tackle. It deserves a red card. It deserved to be overturned by VAR. So we're not just saying that, you know, refs are always against us. It's, it's never a red, you know, a red card. It definitely was. But it's just stupid from our player. And we can, we can talk about the ref all we want, but our decision-making on, on the pitch on Saturday was just, just stupid. We defended like a bunch of idiots. Like, and we, we can't blame the ref for that because... If you don't take your chances and you defend like morons, you lose your man and you dive in for stupid tackles like Dawson and Johnny did, like, what do you expect to happen? Like, with the ref the ref giving us a good decision isn't going to change that. If you can't defend, then we're in trouble. And four, four goals against Leeds at home, granted the last one was obviously a bit silly because we were basically playing with two defenders, I think, for the last 15, 20 minutes, but whatever. But it's, you know, it's still worrying. You've got to look at ourselves. You've got to look at Lopetegui. You've got to look at the players because... 
whatever's going on with the referee, referee and the VAR, whatever much of a shambles it is, whoever they're sending off for, for nothing on the bench, you know, you've got to look at yourselves a little bit. We've got to take responsibility for it now because the defending isn't good enough and the finishing isn't good enough. Um, <clears throat> mentioned the controlling the players, Harry, and I know Nunez's card was overturned, but still the, the pictures paint a story as well, don't they? I mean, the ones doing the rounds was uh, Diego Costa sort of literally arms around him, holding him back. I mean, you know, sometimes it's a split second and there's nothing in it, but you, you think actually you, you need to get in charge of those situations. And, you know, Lopetegui is obviously animated on the sidelines, but somebody has to keep their cool um, because certainly hardly anyone on the pitch was how, that. How ironic is it that Diego Costa's the one stopping someone? And he seems to be the first one in there <laughs> swinging. So that was funny. But yeah, look, tensions were high, weren't they? That, let's be honest. But. Um, and then a lot of people have been saying as well, which I kind of agree. At least they show they care. At least Nunes showed he cared. You know what I mean? If he was just sat there, arms folded, like moaning that you weren't on the pitch. Yeah. But yeah, and I'm glad he got overturned because it, it, it should off. But just a, one of the most mad, crazy games at Molyneux for a long time as well, wasn't it? The Leeds fans who were good. They're loud, aren't they? Weird bunch, don't get me wrong. Weird on social media and things like that. But very passionate, very loud. I mean, that's the only away game I've been to this season. Um, and they're very loud at their ground as well, aren't they? But um, they are crap, though. Like, I, I'm just going to say it. But look, we're crapper too, by the way. We are crap too. But they're, yeah. they're poor at the back. They took all their chances near enough. You look at all the stats. We had more shots, more shots on targets, more corners, more possession. But it the same old thing happen for us. Let ourselves, let ourselves down in defence, and we couldn't finish. I know Cunha finally broke the uh, striker mm-hmm. drought but it took a massive deflection Raul should have scored Jesus Christ from like a yard out and things have got to be fixed in the most important areas of the pitch which is in the final third and in our defensive final third which is got to be sorted as we're going down <laughs> now the pessimist in me would say uh, you know on one hand you've got Nunes who you could say is very passionate or he's looking at it going actually it's the international break and I've got a three game ban I could have the next month off and then we're pretty <laughs> much into the summer <clears throat> so like he's thinking um, reasons to be cheerful um, we did say last week that it could be one of those weekends where we lose and, and teams around us pick up points and that was sort of the case um, there was a lot of draws in there actually and, and probably where you wouldn't expect them you know Everton going to Chelsea getting a draw um, Southampton at home to Spurs getting a draw probably a bit more likely um, than the other one uh, Leicester against Brentford that was a draw as well so um, to Forest losing to, to Newcastle but Jack, in the grand scheme of things, is this like a a, a kick up the ass? A good time to come for it, to, well, for it to happen in terms of the international break, which now comes up, and they can sort of resettle and go again because obviously that that World Cup break helps. Obviously, new manager bounce as well. But do, do you think it will help the the timing of it? Yeah, I think it will. To be honest, um, it's it's a good time to just sort of reset and everyone to take a good look at themselves and everyone to just calm down a little bit because like I said if he gets too scrappy that doesn't really suit us um big big game coming up I mean looking overall I think our running is relatively favorable there aren't too many big games in there but saying that sometimes big games seem to suit us a little bit better don't they so I, I think we just yeah just need to take stock and just to just chill out a little bit um to be honest it's since since watching the game on Saturday it's one that I just haven't looked at the table because I couldn't bring myself to so I've, I've just, I, I, what, what position are we in now? We started. Oh, yeah, we started. Did I say where we are? Okay. I, I, I haven't even watched the highlights, to be honest. I just couldn't. So it's one of those where I've just had to block out football for a few days because it was just so frustrating. So you, 
we're still overall in a, in a in a in a fairly decent position. It's just it's the last couple of weeks have been a warning sign, really. And this game against Forest is, I, I don't want to say it again because I know you said this was a must win last time, and I think the fact we're still in thirteen proves it wasn't a must win. That's not a must win, but I think we've got another do not lose coming up against Forest to be honest, because we can't be giving away three points to rivals again. Let's have a look at the table though. <clears throat> uh, twenty eight points, Southampton. That's uh, twenty eight played Southampton, twenty three points. Uh, Bournemouth played 27, 24 points. West Ham in 18th, played 26, 24 points. Leicester in 17th, played 27, 25 points. 16th, Nottingham Forest, played 27, 26 points. 15th, Everton, played 28, 26 points. 14th, Leeds, 27 games, 26 points. Uh, 13th, Wolves, 28 games, 27 points. Palace, 28 games, 27 points. There are four points between 12th and 20th. It is incredibly close, Harry. Uh, it will go down to the wire. Uh, of course it will. And and we know from our point of view, we mentioned last week, it's going to be for Arsenal to win the league and Wolves to avoid relegation that last game of the season, isn't it? But it is close down the bottom. And I think I'd, I've taken some solace, actually, in um, Palace sacking Vieira and bringing in Roy Hodgson. Like he's going to pull up some trees. They've got a slightly easier run of games because they, you know, they've they've had it pretty tough, and I think his sacking was harsh. Um, but yeah, bringing in what is he, seventy five years old now? Roy Hodgson obviously took Watford down uh, last year, and I think he was all about you know hung up the managerial boots or whatever you call them, uh, his notepad, uh, and now he's back in the Premier League, which you know shows that there isn't a fat lot of. Um, talent out there in terms of managers because it does seem to be the same people on that merry-go-round at the bottom of the table yeah well I think they trust him don't they and they, and they want that manager bounce palace just to get them over the yeah. line I guess because they, they are in trouble too and yeah. they say he was harsh uh, sacking Vieira but their record since the return is horrendous so, no no win in 12 I think it was yeah so I, I, I can see why that's happened but it could like, could, like after the game straight after the game Saturday I thought to myself, we're going down. Until I looked at the table and I saw the results coming in, I thought, oh, God, you know, we've kind of got away with it. But looking at our fixtures, we, if we can sort ourselves out, I said it on last week's podcast, Nunes, uh, Nunes sorry, Lopetegui has got to just settle us down and pick a consistent team. Now, I know he hasn't been helped with injuries, but he needs to pick a formation, whether it be 4-4-2, the one we played against uh, Liverpool, which was really good in the 3-0 win, or the 4-3-3, just stick with one try and play the same players for a, a three or four games and just settle us down because all this chopping and changing, you can't be doing that when you're in a relegation battle. It's just going to make inconsistent performances, isn't it? Isn't it? So, yeah, um, I've praised him to the whole Lopetegui, but it, it, it's a tough job. And nobody, you you get 10 Wolves fans in a room and get them to pick our starting 11, you'll get a different player for so many different positions, especially in the attacking mm-hmm. areas. So, yeah. But I still believe, whether I'm biased and whether I've just got my bloody gold and black tinted glasses and I still think we were, we have got enough but what does worry me is we've got quality quality players but have a lot of them got that like bottle and fight in them if it does come down to the last game we need a draw or win and well they just think to themselves oh fuck it I'll, I'll get a move anyway Uncle George will move me on if they go down I ain't bothered that's the only thing that worries me whereas you look at the likes of probably Palace or you look at other teams in and around Bournemouth or someone like that, they've probably got players who are probably in as good as our players individually, but they've got that grit. They'll roll their sleeves up and they'll fight to the end. Jack? I, d- I don't doubt the heart. And like like you said, pointing to a player like Nunes just to go mad at the linesman on Saturday shows, you know, a player who wasn't even on the pitch at the time getting involved like that shows. I, I think 
I don't think Lopetegui would would uh, would let let it fall like that. Really, being being a top manager, that which, which we know he is, it's just just a bit of a rocky period. And as I said, you look at it overall, the bigger picture since he came in, the improvement in the table is is there for all to see. We just need a little bit of little bit of calm now, really. But I don't think anyone's thinking, oh, it doesn't matter because uh, uh, I'll get I'll get a move anyway. I you keep saying about the Arsenal game, but I think it'll be long long soy by then either way whether we'll we'll be comfortable or we'll be be down Um, i don't think it'll come to that to be honest it's just just these results lately and everyone seems to be picking up points one week and then the next lot of teams are picking up points the next week it's it's uh to be brutally honest if you'd asked me a month ago i thought we'd be like comfortably clear a few points clear by now really and it just shows that if you don't pick up points in the games that you think you're going to then you just get get dragged back into it but things were looking so promising really after the, the little run that we had put together but we're going to look at games like Bournemouth at home and Leeds at home if we do Arsenal in it at, at the last game at Arsenal that's going to be the games you've got to point to really um, but you, you know I've, I've still got a little I've still got confidence that, that it'll get sorted out because we do have quality we do have a quality manager and I'm hoping this is just you know you just got to dragged into a little bit of a battle on Saturday and mm. it didn't really didn't really work out but I mean if you're looking at positives like I said, even when we were three-one down, we thought there was still yeah. something left in that game for us. We, that's because because we were that we were, you know, the dominant team. I think for the spells of that game, we just can't finish. I just want to mention as well. I just want to mention because we haven't brought him up yet. I thought the only like outstanding player again for us was Neves again. And when he come off for Matinho, like Neves, uh, I said on my video after the game, there was a bloke in front of me, and he was like, "Bloody hell!" Like he stood up, you know, like he went a bit silent. He just stood. He went. Bloody Al Neves, he's right back, he's left mid, he's up front, he's in the bed, he is, and he's bloody everywhere. And I think he'd come off, not only because of that bucket thing, because he was knackered. But um, yeah, so we're so lucky we've got him as well, but I don't think we will have for long. And another question, but I know we, we're we going to uh, probably talk about it if we do a podcast next week, but no Johnny, so you, you, would, you would assume mate Noreen, but right back, is Adama going to be out right back against Forrest? Because Samada, I think, might be out and... Injury. Or is it going to be Lambakita if he's about? What a, would he go five at the back? A Dharma right wing back after the way he played? I don't know. But so many questions, and I don't know the bloody answers. <laughs> we can speculate, though. Um, talking about controlling players and emotions, uh, Wolves have been fined by the FA <laughs> for the Carabao Cup uh, loss uh, to, to Nottingham Forest. Um, the FA called Lopetegui unprofessional for trying to go up to Morgan Gibbs White. After the game, so Wars have been fined forty-five thousand, Forest forty thousand. They called Cunha unprofessional um, after he tried to uh, get in front of Gibbs White because I think he, he mimicked the celebration, didn't he? After Gibbs White scored that penalty, and it, it all went a little bit sour after that game. Um, it, it's a bit of a nothing fine, isn't it, Harry? I don't really know what message it sends. Really, you can have a brawl and then you'll get fined half of someone's wages. Yeah, it's, it took a while as well, isn't it? When was that game? Mid-January? It took till now to uh, to get the fine. Yeah, it's, what is it, half a week's wages for Raul Jimenez, isn't it? Maybe they'll just take it out of his, I don't know, for missing uh, his penalty or did he score his, I don't know. Yeah, nothing really, is there? The fines mean nothing. Um, Lopetegui, in terms of him being unprofessional, you, you can't disagree, can you? How many times has he been booked on the sidelines this year? And <laughs> We've said that he never stands in his technical area, but yeah, that... It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Should we play Forest next? That fire's just happened and it's going to be a bit of a tasty game, isn't it? After what happened in that cup game with the Gibbs-White effect as well. But yeah, hopefully there's uh, no more red cards because we've got the most red cards this season now, haven't we, I think? I'm not surprised. There was about 20 on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Fabio Silva, Jack, uh, has come out, I think, in a, an interview talking about playing at PSG and all that sort of thing. Um, some of it maybe gets a little bit lost in translation, um, but he said if he had the opportunity to be playing at PSV next season, then he would like to do that, but it's not in his hands. It's all about his development. So I, I guess you can't really disagree with him, to be honest. I mean, he's been sent out on loan to develop. He seems to be developing. Um it's just how long he's left on his deal because you're in a little bit of jeopardy of potentially him leaving on a free, I imagine. Because he, didn't he come in in 2020? Was it a five-year deal, maybe? I so, think, did they not sign a contract extension before they sent him out on loan? Yeah. I think I they did. I, I don't know if they uh, did. I no. Did they not? I can't. I can't. I'm not quite sure. That does, uh, it does ring a bell, but I can't think whether it was signed. Comments about the other side. Yeah, something in the comments will know. But... Um, I, yeah, I've got really no issue with Fabio going out and playing football, really. And, you know, PSV is a big club, isn't it, to be honest? Mm. It's, it's, is it in Holland or Netherlands? We didn't get to the Marvel, <laughs> so we last time. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> but, so, you can't really blame him for wanting to stay. I mean, Jonathan. yeah. I thought I thought they did. I yeah. thought they renewed it before he, he went on loan, yeah. So, I think he's still around for a few years, whatever happens. And, um, it, you know, but also, like, when, when you're playing for a club on loan, if someone asks you the question, you don't say, oh, yeah, I don't want to be here next year. So you can't yeah, read true. too much into it, I don't think, really, because if he's having a good time, he's playing football and whatever and enjoying it, they've got chances of winning stuff, which, you know, he doesn't have with us. So, you know, trophy's a trophy, whether it's in uh, Holland or, or back here. So, uh, Netherlands. Holland, Netherlands, uh, Portugal, wherever it might be. So, yeah, you know, I think they'll just reassess that in the summary, the way when they and have a chat with him and see how it goes. But, I mean, the, the way it's going, if he, if he is... It'd be just like bang at me. I know he's had a good good spell at Anderlex and you can't really draw him out of the picture when we're, we're a team who can't score. <laughs> I want, like, want him back. So, yeah. I want, <laughs> want him back. Raul will be gone, I think. Because yeah. um, Ladjik's the big beanstalk. We don't know how, what he's going to be like after his injury. <laughs> um, Diego Costa is about as much use as a chocolate ashtray. He'll be gone. So I'd, I'd put him in there. Because you think in that season when it was locked down and there was no crowd when Raul got injured, I thought he did okay. I think he did back. well. He did well. There's a lot yeah. of pressure on him. Yeah, lots of pressure on goals. Well, yeah. Some of his hold of play was good at times. I know towards the end before he left, he didn't score, did he? Towards the end of the last season, he had a few opportunities. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'd give him a go now. He's a lot of money. Two against yeah. Albion. I mean, that's usually exactly. cult hero status. Usually, um, if he's thrown away the game. Right? If it had been a full crowd watching those two games, oh. well, in that three-two loss, I think it'd have been a riot. But he'd have been, probably been a bit more of a hero. People would celebrate with him, you know. Uh, what else on the list? Oh, um, abuse. Mm. So, uh, I think Daz and Dave got some abuse, Harry. You're more into that social media circle of, of what happens and putting yourself out there and whatever. But if you can just explain the backstory of that one. I mean, you've had some are you, horrific Are you abuse. calling me a nonce, Sam? Is that what you're I would never call you. Those are your, <laughs> those are your words, not mine. No, uh, yeah, well, just, just the Leeds fans in general, they're proper, like, we were saying, weren't we? We put posts on last week and they commented on it saying, oh, how did that go, bloody bar. But yeah, Dazzle, Dazzle Dave, the vlogger. I mean, I've done it myself, obviously. I don't do it so much these days as in terms of like, speaking to the camera during the game, but he got clipped up. And I think a lot of Wolves fans were like proper hammering him as well. And it just, it's back to that debate, isn't it? Modern day football vloggers. Um, and when we lose, then someone obviously gets passionate like Dazzle did. And uh, the other team clip it up, put it on Twitter. It goes viral, doesn't it, every time, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people hate it. I get it. Um, it's not going anywhere, though, is it? 
personally for me I, I enjoy doing youtube i enjoy doing videos after the game more these days obviously i used to always be pissed when i used to do it with you like remember i used to do them when i was pissed all the time. are you probably pretending you're not pissed now is it the point i'm trying to get at is when i used to do the proper vlogs i would actually speak to the camera while i stood in the stand mm. nine times out of ten i was pissed because it's embarrassing let's be honest but what i will say i was stood with you like if like i was in and around people i didn't know and i was doing it it would probably annoy people wouldn't it so so it's a what? controversial one. I think if you're not hurting anybody, just don't watch it. You know what I mean? I think it became, a li- it, it became a little bit of a joke at one point because we were sort of, we'd go out to the football together, but we wouldn't actually talk to each other because we'd be like, <laughs> be on oh, phone, like Harry's on his phone again. No, he was a bit over the top though, and he? he was getting all sorts of, uh, of abuse. But... What did you two think of it? Probably go on, Jack. It. I, I think... Like you said earlier, I know we're going to get pals in the comments for this now, but Leeds fans are a bit all over it, aren't they? I mean, I'm mm-hmm. guessing they've got quite a big following. Uh, this is where you did Dan, because he would just say something completely offensive about Sir Jimmy Savile or something. <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. So I don't really know what to say, really. But uh, yeah, they take it quite quite seriously, don't mm-hmm. they? Um, which, you know, it's, you've got to have big balls to do that when your team's pretty crap. <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> I think, to be honest, sorry, Sam, as well. You, there's money to be made. I know it's a bit. I know people don't like it, but I bet Dazzle earns a little good, good bit of money because he gets good views. I know people won't like that. And are you, are you, are you uh, what's the word? You should support your club. Is it is gaining money off your club a good thing? I don't know. But because obviously I do YouTube, I know what I get. I only get a little bit, and I get don't get near enough the views of what Dazzle gets. So how mm. how much does Fitness get? Balling a lot if he gets big yeah. news. He don't do it anymore, does he? I ain't seen him post for a while. I reckon his, his pocket money's probably enough. Oh, I'll tell you what, bringing up fitness is a great thing because I did hear him say, I listened to the Talking Walls podcast the other week, and he said he got started on in the away end at full of Walls had started on him because he vlogs, yeah. And he weren't vlogging at the time, he just said he walked past him and someone started on him because he vlogs. Um, so, yeah, people hate it. It's an interesting topic, really. Oh, but if they hate it when you're not doing it... <laughs> yeah. Like, I could understand how... Which is, you know, a bit hypocritical because obviously I watched well, watched the blogs, but I could probably understand if you were stood by someone yeah. every week who did it, it's mm. a bit annoying. And you've seen some of those videos sometimes of like, you seen like when uh, it wasn't Wolves, but um, it was an, another club and there was like a goal. Everyone was celebrating and this bloke doesn't celebrate because he gets his phone out first and starts recording and then celebrates. And it's just like <laughs> that's, that fakeness of it is the thing yeah. that winds people up a little bit, isn't it? And it's kind of, you, you do sort of get... It, it comes with the territory. It's going to get more and more. If we if we turned into Man City or Newcastle, like well, you know, they Newcastle are going to have this injection of new people doing this sort of stuff because more people will be interested in their club if they are competing at the top of the Premier League. And it it kind of comes with the the territory. Um, I can understand how it's a bit annoying, but you kind of just got to let each to their own, really. Unless it's actually affecting you every every game, you just kind of get on with it, really, don't you? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's. You need, a, you need a bloody good zoom on your camera if you're doing it in Newcastle, wouldn't you? Because, <laughs> honestly, there's something happening over there. You can't quite see it from this angle. Um, there's been some brilliant moments for vlogging, though. I mean, it is always uh, fans of the team where something has just happened to your team. But I, I, the, my favourite one is is against Derby County and the guy that's filming it and someone yeah. obviously takes a shot. Someone goes, Wee! and obviously it just like pans into the top corner <laughs> and you just think that is a, that is a beautiful, beautiful moment. Um, but sometimes I think the stick that people get as well, though, Harry, I don't know if you agree with this. I, th- I think sometimes we, we call it abuse because you can read it as abuse, but 
does it seem sometimes like it could be taken as banter, but you've taken it the wrong way because the words are harsh, but you don't know the tone? No, some of the stuff I saw, I think it's Twitter mainly, isn't it? Twitter is just such a shit place. Like, and now when they're calling him an effing nonce and I bet he watches child porn and shit like that, I think that's when you know it's not banter, is it really? No, no, no I meant. <laughs> that's probably, yeah, oh, quite not yeah. even. Yeah. It's hard to spit that off, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just banter, mate. Yeah. With a bit of a... I mean, didn't someone say that they they want they said they hope you got cancer or something? That was yeah, the one that always stands out. I remember when I first about five years ago now. I remember when I first started doing it. One of the first comments I got one lad went, "Mate, you shit! I hope your mum gets cancer." Fucking out! Oh, well, at least it was your mum yeah, and not you. Yeah. That is that's strange. But why? Uh, why they're gay is why people are like that anyway you know you would no i know yeah, exactly they're the I kind suppose, of people who would go to like a public hanging back in the day those exactly yeah. the kind of people. I, I suppose in the people on twitter who saw it they it just pops up on their timeline doesn't it they probably don't watch dazzling dave on youtube do that so they see and they're like what the fuck is he you know what i mean they won't choose to watch it but because it comes up on their for you feed they instantly they're angry walls have just lost mm-hmm. they got the you know they got dazzle going mad at the camera i don't know what he actually said but uh, then they're just like what is this you're embarrassing the club Obviously, he's got a big Wolves badge on his hat. It's just instinct. Yeah, people just go mad and just get their phone and go, take their frustration out and log off and don't think about it. So yeah. It's usually yeah. the free speech brigade that get angry at that sort of stuff. Uh, and Twitter's just an old thing. It is Twitter because you can hide behind stuff as well. I mean, overall, Harry, how many people would you say from your blog experience have come up to you and said, oh, I like the vlogs, mate, or I like the podcast compared to people who've actually given you abuse face to face? I'd imagine yeah. it's pretty much none. I never had abuse in person, yeah, it's always been on. Exactly. So, yeah. I, I, actually, the opposite normally happens with Harry because usually he's in a pub, someone will come up to him and go, or he likes vlogs. He doesn't believe them. They get offended that he doesn't believe them, then they unsubscribe in front of him. And that has, I've genuinely, I've, I've seen that happen before. And I was like, Harry, he was actually saying he, he well, chased it. I remember that one, that example. Well, I thought he was taking the fit. No, I know, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm unsubscribed. Like, oh, mate, sorry. <laughs> they're, they're, were you sticking his handbag? <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. <laughs> Actually, I think that might have been that night. Actually, you know what? Anyway, like, sorry, sorry, just on that. People who come up, and I've looked at the it's weirdly. I don't know where we're on the, where we're on the subject. Our analytics are like my, mainly people who watch and listen to us are between forty-five and fifty-five years old. I don't know what that says about us, but when I'm at Molly, like you were there the other day, Sam, and that old man come over to me and tapped me on the arm. Talk, sorry, I hope you, you, you are old because I probably just... Uh, <laughs> I don't think he was that old. I think he might have been in that age. He would have been in that age group, I think. What, what I'm trying to get at is people who do come at you tend to be a bloke who's about 40, 15, so just come and say, oh, you know, mm. like, your video, like your podcast. You know, we have it, don't we? Sometimes we have a bloke who come over and say, oh, yeah. enjoy your podcast. But anyway, yeah, moving on. But also, also on that, though, do you not think the average age of a person or the demographic of the person most likely to attend a Wolves, particularly a home game, is probably 40-year-old bloke sort of thing yeah. overall i know there's obviously a mix of all but i'd imagine that's quite a dominant sort of uh sort of age bracket for attending football matches in general i just thought um so we're not completely completely My um, off the point we we love them all nonetheless um harry you have a quiz i believe which are the, the quiz master yeah so because we've been talking about referees and red cards specifically <laughs> <laughs> How do you want to do it, lads? Because there's only two here. Do you want to go against each other or do you want to help each other out? It's like, can I use my phone because Dan's not here? No. <laughs> you can use Dan's phone. Okay. I'll tell you what, work as a team, we'll take it in turns. And if one of you get it wrong, then keep passing it for me. I'll keep giving clues. But okay. basically, it's a game. I'll name the game. I'll give you a bit of a clue. And you've got to name the Wolves player that got sent off in that game. And it's, 
I've tried to pick all these as well from my head that I've remembered. So, and I did go and check that they actually happened. By the way, like they're out. <laughs> so yeah, I'll give you a clue. Check to the Andrew. <laughs> that's, that's good. That'd be a good quiz. There was one. these games I made up. I'll tell you one. Uh, there was one where I thought Steve Ball got sent off in the playoffs in '95 against Bolton. He didn't. I thought he did. So see, I went and checked. We had them anyway. Do you want to go first, Sam? Yeah, yeah, go. For it. So it starts off easy. 29th of October, 2022, Brentford won, Wolves won. This player headbutted somebody in the last minute. Who was oh. it? Uh, Diego Costa. There we go. So not <laughs> I was just... do, you know, do you know what I was thinking then, Harry? I was like, shit, I was at that game. I can't remember yeah. who got sent off, but then you said the headbutt, and I was like, oh, shit, I should probably should have left that bit <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jack, nice and easy again. 17th of September, 2022. Wolves lost 3 0 at home to Man City. This player karate kicked Jack Grealish. Who was it? <laughs> Sent um, off. It was um, uh, Collins. Yes. Did you know that, Sam? Yeah. Pretty strong. It's a bit harder now, Sam. Saturday, there's, there's eight of these, by the way. Saturday, the 30th of December, 2017, Wolves beat Bristol 2 1 with a last minute goal from Nathan Bennett. Who got sent off on the 14th minute for Wolves that day? Danny Bath. Oh, yes. That was well done, Sam. Did you know that, Joe? No, I would have struggled with that one. I can remember oh. that the Bristol City game and the middles for a game where the games were the big sendings off. But um, Yeah, I, I remember that because I was like, you absolute twat. Like yeah, that. Because I mean, it, was, it was like proper fighting for promotion, weren't we, for, with, with them as well. Um, but yeah, that, that, that game was phenomenal. People in the comments are getting it straight away. Someone's put Urulumo and Hennessy versus Preston has to be in here. It isn't Aaron, but I wish I did add it in. Uh, Jack, to you. Oh, God. Wolves won Huddersfield 3 on Tuesday, the 13th of April, 2013. This player got sent off for raising his hands towards another player, and he was a midfielder. This is a tough one. So if you get it wrong, I'll start giving clues unless Sam can get it. Huddersfield lost 3 1 at home. Jermaine Beckford came on for Huddersfield and scored two goals. Which midfielder for Wolves got sent off? It was around the toxic era when we were going like on our way for our second oh, round. This is horrible, man. O'Hara. Well, I could guess it is. Is it? Well done. I just when you said toxic midfielder era, I was just like, okay, O'Hara. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was knocking it off, like in the interview after Dean Saunders was like, oh yeah, uh, I'll have to have a word with Jamie. Is that his accent? No. Uh, Sam. <laughs> Saturday, the 2nd of October, 2010. Wolves lost 2-0 away to Wigan. And this midfielder had an absolute horror tackle and he did like a cartwheel. Who was it? I just can't remember that. 2010. Sam, I watched this with you in the eight season, Portsmouth. He's actually one of my favourite tackles of all time. Well, we know we know Jack's going to go if you want to pass it on. Yeah, pass it on then. Because it made all the comments. Do, do, a, do a basically a back flip, didn't it? So it was Carl Henry. Oh, I mean, God, yeah. yeah. And I looked it up as well. A few days later, he actually came out and apologised to like him and the Wolves fans for the tackle. So it was a bad one, though, wasn't it? He was crap, yeah. He had a couple of reds, he did. Uh, so Jack this time, isn't it? Saturday, get, we're going back a bit now, so it might go hard. We could do Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saturday, the 22nd of October, 2005. Wolves drew 1-1 with Preston at home. This player... Took his top off and jumped in the crowd and then got a second booking for a tackle. Who was it? I don't know where this is coming from. I'm going to say Stephen Elliott. No. Sam, no. Do you want to hazard a guess? 2005. Yeah. George Adar? No. 
he'd just come back from a long-term injury and he'd come back first game back, scored, put us one then up, jumped in the crowd, got booked and then fouled someone to get a second book and got sent off. Any more guesses? Strikeout. Wow, there we go. Yeah. yeah. I thought you might get that, Jack, because you got Ganea the other week, remember? Yeah, I can't remember that game at all, though, to be honest. Uh, whose turn is it to go first this time? Doesn't matter, just first to shout. Yeah. Okay, the 15th of May. This is a tough one. The 15th of May, 2004. Wolves lost 2-0 at home to Tottenham on the last game of the season, I believe it was, in the Premier League, and we got relegated. Robbie Keane and Jermaine Defoe scored for Spurs that day. Which midfielder got two bookings and got sent off for Wolves? Alex Ray? No, Jack. Paul Ince. He's got it. Paul Ince. Paul Ince. Wow. Just, just name it, the midfielder. Name it, the midfielder. <laughs> What's your head midfielder, should I? He's had a sock on. Um, a lot yeah. of the old listeners remember this one. Saturday, the 16th of March, 2002. So we're going back. Wolves lost 1-0. At home to Grimsby, we were flying high at the time. Albion were nipping at our heels. Which Wolves defender got sent off late on for elbowing a Grimsby player in the face? Two thousand and two. Are we getting it in Paul Butler territory? Nope, not Paul Butler. I wonder if he was playing then. He probably was, wasn't he? Unless he was a butler for Vegas then too. <laughs> um, Lescott? No, but he would have been playing then. He might just give us a clue here. Ah, I'm trying to think of a clue that won't give it you. I'll say, I'll tell you he was a ride back. Lescott. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah. That's obvious, it wasn't that. I mean... It's had to be must. I had to get yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's true. No, had so many red cards. <laughs> yeah, that game as well. The people say, if you look back at that, that because remember Albion, we were ten points ahead of Albion. They picked us, and people look at that Grimsby game. We say that's the one way we'd have uh, won. We'd have got promoted, but who cares? Because we got won the playoffs the year after. So that's it. Yeah, and you know, uh, but that was when Man City got promoted as well, wasn't it? Um, and come down yeah. Wales. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. Um, good quiz again, Harry. Uh, well researched and also bloody well remembered as well. Uh, I would have not even know when to start with that. So uh, thank you very much for that. Um, but we will say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Yes, goodbye everyone. And Jack Williams. Bye everybody. And it is a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.